Mi gente. I like saying mi gente. What does mi gente mean? I'm white. So it's like, it's a way of saying like my people, but not like my people. It's very common in Puerto Rico, but it's also gender neutral. Uh, neutral. So mi gente is like if you were to say like you guys. Well, more like mi gente. Like, like, like everybody. So it's the it's the Puerto Rican y'all. I mean, basically a little bit like that. One of my uh, TikToks that took off really quick was um this young lady was like, give me a gender neutral term that isn't ladies and gentlemen. And I was like, that's easy, dude. If you're Spanish, you just go mi gente, and then if you're really feeling frisky, you know what a huepa. That's the exact thing I did for the TikTok. Is that it? Yeah. Welcome to the Fat Boys Podcast episode dos slash two. For those that don't, speak are we doing Spanish. today in Spanish? I was not ready. Well, we have I a didn't... guest. We have our first guest. And he is also from Puerto Rico. So I was like, I mean, we're leaning, we're leaning heavy in the Spanish side this time, guys. So I'm in the minority for the first time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Welcome. So Nathan. How is it? How's it going there? Introduce, the introduce yourself. Hi, I am Nathan. You can find me online at Burly Nathan. I'm the co-host of this fucking thing, whatever this is. And thank I'm... you. Oh, sorry. No, no go for it. No, no, no. no you go ahead. You? No, sweetie, I'm I was sorry. Just I said all over thanks you. for listening. No, I'm sorry. I was going to say thanks for listening. We had a lot of people listen to the first episode, so thank you. Your for turn. those that did listen, it means the world to us, and thank you so, so much. My name is Brian Alvier. You can find me on literally everything as Green Lantern B, as in Brian. And um, I'm excited. We have our first guest. I will introduce our first guest. Um, he is a tattoo artist, a fellow Uriqua. His name is Jorge Rivera. He's coming all the way from Lakeland, Florida. Jorge, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you guys can catch me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever, at Jorge Rivera Tattoo. One word? One word, yeah. That's at awesome. I love, that you, I love that you were able to get Jorge Rivera Tattoo. It was hard. It was not easy. <laughs> I looked many? it up. There's a couple of them out there, and I'm like, damn, I have the most common fucking Puerto Rican name, so... That is that is something that I didn't have to worry about. There aren't a lot of Puerto Ricans named Brian. Believe it or not, guys. <laughs> believe it. I believe it. Maybe with a Y. Well, Brian. Brian. <laughs> so I I was born in Tampa, but I moved to Puerto Rico when I was like five or six. We left to Miami, went to the Virgin Islands for a couple years. I got to Puerto Rico when I was 14, and... In the Virgin Islands and in Puerto Rico, I didn't leave Puerto Rico until I was like 16, 17. Brian was not a common name. So I thought my name was really unique until I moved to <laughs> fucking Orlando in 2000. And it was like, your name's Brian? And I was like, yeah, man. And I was like, oh, it's spelled. Like, we know how it's fucking spelled. I know, I know 19 Brian's. At least you don't have to worry about Jorge, Horge. Jorge, Corhe, I'm like, dude, it's not that fucking hard. <laughs> Just call me George. Do you, do you do that? Do you like? Do you tell people to call you George instead of Jorge? I introduce myself as George because I get really fucking tired of the different mix-ups. But I always they're always like, well, what do you prefer? And I'm like, I don't give a shit. My mom's deaf, <laughs> so like, it's George. You know what I mean? It's not George or Jorge. So I'm like, I don't fucking care. Just, oh, that's Just call me something. <laughs> love that. I just want somebody to call me. <laughs> I just want someone to interact. <laughs> Please, anyone. Just tell Please, me you love me. Just talk to me. Tell me you love me. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about some topics off rip, off the beginning, and then, like, halfway through the show, we'll shift focus 
to Jorge and like his experiences, what he does, and that kind of stuff. Nathan, how was your weekend? My weekend, or week. I haven't seen you in a week. I know, it's been a week. Um, it has been a crazy week. Um, dealt with my fucking car accident shit. So they uh, considered the car that I had totaled. Dang. So I do not get it back. Uh, um, but they are giving me a lot of money. So I'm going to take that lot of money. And I, since I'm about to buy a house, so I'm not going to try to like get a fancy car with a payment or anything because I would yeah. fuck my house purchase up. So I'm just going to get myself something easy for the next few months and That's call it a day. A good idea. So I have, I have two questions. Yeah. Can I borrow $20? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done this since I was a kid. You need a um, luxury fitty. Whenever I find out someone <laughs> got a lot of money, I always just ask them if I can borrow 20 bucks. Just to see what they say. I don't even need it. But if they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay, cool. I can trust you. I mean, yeah, it's always bucks. like you got to check them. I don't need it. I just want to know if you would. I would give you 20 bucks even if I didn't have it's too, an insurance settlement. It's too late. You didn't answer in time. <laughs> okay. Now I'll never know if I can trust you. <laughs> and this is a true story. Uh, I worked at the Florida Mall when I was like 17, 18 at Babbage's. Which was Babbage? What the fuck is wow. that? Have you? Do you guys know what Babbage is? Oh, I know what Babbage. You just dated yourself, Brian. So Babbage's <laughs> was a like GameStop, right? Correct. It was GameStop before GameStop. There was Babbage's. There was GameStop. There was uh, Electronic Boutique, which still exists in Canada, and I think there's a couple still here. But basically, GameStop came out, dick swinging, and bought them all, and then we all became GameStops. Uh. But I used to work at the Florida Mall, and I would party and hang out with friends and, like, get out of work. And, like, on lunchtime, I'd go to the fucking food court and get food. And I saw a Backstreet Boy once. <laughs> and you like guess which, which Backstreet like Boy it was. One? Yeah, one of the Backstreet Boys. What? Lance Bass? No. Was he? A, I thought he was in sync. Is he in sync? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I was going to get the so same much one. hate for that, dude. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're the, you're, you're the theatrical one. You're supposed to know this stuff. Okay, first of all, don't lump the fucking boy bands with my theater life. Just because Joey Fatone decided to do Chicago on Broadway does not fucking mean that I... No, I think he did that. Also, side, side, sidebar, I used to sell him comic books when I lived in Orlando. Joey um, Fatone? Yeah, his parents would come in. He's a huge Wolverine fan. Met him a couple times. Cool as shit. But going back to the original story, um, AJ... The bad boy of the Backstreet Boys. Oh. oh, boy. He was there one time, and everyone was making a big deal about it. And I I guess I have no shame. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I don't guess. I just I have no shame. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to be like, so yeah. I was like, hey. I mean, I didn't say this. In my head, I was like, he's a millionaire. I'm going to ask him if he can borrow, if I can borrow 20 bucks. <laughs> so I walked up, and I was like, hey, I would like to borrow $20. And he's like, why? I was like, because I just got off work. I'm on break, and I don't really have money with me to buy lunch, and I'd like to buy lunch at the food court. Probably some Sabato or maybe uh, some Charlie's. And he was like, yeah, man. Are you a fan? And I was like, no. Not really. I, just was, I know you have money. <laughs> but and you're rich. And he gave me $20. And when he got on TikTok for the first time, um, his introductory post, I was like, I duetted it. And I was like, hey, you lent me $20 sometimes. And I'll never forget that. So I owe you 20 bucks. But I never heard back. But a lot of his fans were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. One day, <laughs> when he has no other options, he's going to find that TikTok. He's going to be like, I ran out of money, bitch. I need 20 bucks. And you're going to be like, fuck you. I don't know who you are. And what's the interest on that? $20 borrowed in 2001? I mean, oh, man. It's $400,000. That pushed uh, Backstreet Boys over in sync for me yeah. on a level of like, 
I mean, I'm a bigger fan. He lent me twenty dollars. I've I'm invested. I like. But that you didn't guy. give okay, him the opportunity to do the same thing. You know what? If that's they, true. He'd have probably lent you fifty bucks. Somebody from them. <laughs> you went. Know. You went low. <laughs> and and for, okay, next question. In two thousand one, you spent twenty dollars at the food court. What did you get? Everything? No, 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 no. I just wanted twenty dollars. <laughs> bought one of the restaurants for twenty dollars in two thousand one. I'm a creature of habit. So I went to Charlie's and I got and I'm one hundred percent I got a medium coke, I got a buffalo chicken sandwich combo, no provolone sub Swiss, add onions, and bacon cheddar fries because I'm a fat motherfucker. And I can guarantee you that's the exact order that I got. I can't remember my social security ago. number. Brian knows what he ordered in two thousand and one. I what is this? Well, I have a question. Do you not? Do you guys not like when you find something you love at a restaurant? My wife gives me so much shit about this. Do you not just order always order the same thing? I do. Yes. Yeah, I like to play it safe. If I like tonkotsu, I want tonkotsu. I'm not gonna. I mean, every once in a while, I'll order that. Plus, I'll try something. But I don't try something without ordering what I like. What about you, Nathan? That's basically the same. Um, I get a lot of shit for that too. I'm your chicken tendies, mac and cheese, cheese pizza kind of guy. No. But I like what I like. Yeah. I have a body by bread. I like it. That's how I, mean, I am. If it wasn't for my wife, I don't think I have ever would have tasted a vegetable that wasn't just in beans already. <laughs> or a plantain. I like, like I beans. Onions, mushroom, like spinach. Yeah. Like she Tomatoes. Just, well, she's a chef, and she just taught me so much. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, and my dad's a chef, but he's a Caribbean chef. So it's like rice, beans, delicious meat. And maybe some starchy... Thing like yucca or uh, star potato. fruit, which we call pana, uh, plantains. I'm learning so much Spanish tonight. Tostones. Tostones. Mofongo. Mm, ha- mofongo. Have you ever had a mofongo, Nathan? God, we need I to... don't know if I've had mofongo. It's amazing. Let me paint you a picture. Okay. It's my favorite food on the planet. So you've had a tostone, right? I don't know. It's a fried... <gasps> Brian, I'm white! Would you've never been to like a Caribbean restaurant? Maybe. Like, at all? All right, so, okay. Fried. And you know... That's my fault. I'm very sorry to all listeners that are like, what the hell is a tostone? That's on me. I should have said so. That's my audience. There are two different kinds of plantains. They're sweet and they're green plantains. Mm-hmm. Yes. The sweet ones, you fry them. They're very sweet. They're Plantano mushy. Plantano maduro. Plantano maduro. Yep. Uh, plantains, you, can fr- you cut them into cubes and you fry them and then you have options. Normally what you do is when they start to float, you take them out, you smash them down. Into like plantain chips. Yeah. You refry them for a little bit and then you put salt and that's your side. Yeah. Now, if you're feeling sexy. I was about to say, I already have an erection just from that description. If you're feeling real sexy, what you do is before you mash them down, you just take them out when they start to float and you put them in a pilong, which is like a mortar and pestle. Mm. And you start to mash them down with pork skin, Mm. garlic, Mm. salt, a little bit of oil. You make a dish out of it. And then you stuff it with whatever meat you want. And the plantain is like a sexy mashed potato, yeah. but stronger. That becomes a vehicle What's for the meat that you're going to put it? in your fucking mouth. And it's <sighs> my favorite food. We it's, are really living up to the name of the show. That's so good, dude. <laughs> Off rip. <laughs> I mean, if you've not had a mofongo, you haven't lived. I are we going to eat a... after this? Cause yeah. this is you know what's funny? There is a Puerto Rican restaurant literally half a mile from here. Oh, my God. That my wife orders from once every couple weeks. I, I hope it's good. Yeah. It's called La Fondita de Leo. 
Oh, yes. La Fontanella de Leo. I've been there. Yep, it's right I've been road. there. It's actually very good. Now, I don't want to, I'm not shitting on La Fontanella de Leo. It is amazing. Do it. I don't care. They don't sponsor us. But <laughs> it's not like, it's like a, a Puerto Rican chef that's trying to do like a, what's it called when you like mash, like mash stuff fusion. up or like fusion. And they're incredible. They're, but it's not like a traditional Puerto Rican place. Is there a traditional one in this area? There, I mean, in Tampa, there's a bunch. Cafe Caribe. Yeah. Um, now, the problem is my dad, again, like I said, is one of the best Caribbean chefs. And I'm not saying that because he's my dad. I'm saying that because I'm a fat bastard that loves food. And, like, his rice and beans are just the best. We go to restaurants. and they. He'll, my dad flexes on people so fucking hard. Well, he'll be like, um, there's a place called the Rancho Latino in Kissimmee that he loves. He goes there every Sunday. Mm. But um, he would bring them his rice and beans. And be like, oh, I kind of cook too, man. You should try this. Yeah. And they try it. And they're like, what the fuck is this? And I, I think he does it innocently, but there's a part of me that wants to believe that he's just straight flexing on these motherfuckers to just let them know that he's like, hey, I can do this better than you whenever I want. It's insane. I come here because I want to, not because I have to. It's fucking... <laughs> and it's my wife, friends, partners that have tried... Family members. They'll be like, hey, hey puppy. Now, everyone calls my dad puppy. They're like, Papi, can you make rice for, you know, you know, Steve's bar mitzvah? I don't know why I said Steve and or a bar mitzvah, because it has to happen yes, often. Yes, for the bar mitzvah, let's do Puerto Rican food. But he's done it, and they always ask him for his rice and his beans. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Rice and beans are so But yeah, Fondidado is dope. Yep. I think that's like the only Pasco County, like, Puerto Rican food. You just get fish and chicken around here. That's it. That's so interesting. And STDs. <laughs> in the because food? Every strip club here, when you walk in, immediate hand job. I don't know what it is. Oh. It's, it, yeah. Wow. Immediate hand job. That's sitting by my first album. I was wondering where all those places were. Jeez. <laughs> so I have a question. Now that we're talking about hand job. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, actually, <laughs> technically, I have two questions. <laughs> Oof, that's okay. that's, that's oh, spurred man, an entire gonna get, topic. Are we going to get real dark real quick? Do it. First of all, strip clubs. Yeah. Okay. Are we into them? Like, you guys, specifically. Uh, I am not. I don't know why, because I love seeing everyone naked. Like, everyone. I want to see Nathan naked. I want to see Jorge naked. We, I don't even know what we meant all, once. <laughs> next episode. But I kind of want to, I just want to see people naked because I'm curious. Like, it's not even sexual. Like, it's like a nudist aspect to it, I guess. But, like, I don't, I love, you know, sex workers, do your thing, make your money, boo. But that's, like, not my vibe. Like, I don't like going out and, like, doing that like what do you guys like strip clubs for me it goes hand in hand kind of because with tattooing and tattoo conventions you'll have like after parties and all of that stuff but it's really just become a place where because bars will like you go somewhere and a bar closes down at like what one or two well the strip clubs open until four so that everybody's just like fuck it we're tattoo artists we made a shitload of money we're going to strip club that's how I even got into it. And we just, strippers like having conversations with tattooers, dude. I have a question. Is this something recent? Or is it like, because because I I know you live in Lakeland. Uh-huh. And I know the closest thing to a strip club. Yo, I've been to Showgirls all day <laughs> long, dude. Have you heard of Showgirls in Plant City, Nathan? I haven't. It's a bikini bar. It's a bikini bar. Not a strip club. Okay. But... Definitely had a girl finger or a butthole in front of me over there once. And that was really fucking weird. <laughs> But people in Lakeland, at the end of the night, 
because everything close like they do last call like one thirty. Yeah. And you know, you're not like, you know, I live in Tampa, so like for me it's like what the fuck? I don't even that's I I could drink for like another two hours easy. Yep. And people are like, We go on a show, girls? And it's on um the county line. Yeah, county line. So road. it's technically not Polk County. So they can't get naked, but they can still do their thing. But it's basically just girls stripping but not stripping. They're just dancing in their bikinis. Okay. Yeah. Which I mean, you know. It's 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 a like it's visually like you have something to look at while you're drinking, but usually it's more of like the vibe, you know. There's a black okay. light. It's got music. Makes There's sense. some. They play fucking WWF music. You never for said. Some you never said how you feel about circosing. Um. Okay. So for me, it's. A, I enjoy going for the visual aspect, Obviously. but like I work in burlesque, right? So I'm working in stripping. Not. I don't strip myself. I produce burlesque shows, so I end up going to strip clubs, and I'm like. I have notes on their performances. Like, <laughs> I'm judging how they act. Like, I'm ju- like, are your facial expressions matching your bodily expressions? Like, I, I can't go to them and enjoy it because I'm just thinking about work. I just think about work. That's interesting. But, like, and I'm always, for some reason, I mean, I know there's, like, here in Pasco County, it's where you can be at a full nude bar and there's uh, uh, alcohol, too. I know in some strip clubs, like, you can't have full nude and alcohol in the yeah, same place. topless bar. Yep. But for here in Pasco County, anything goes. There's literally a strip club outside of my neighborhood. You might have even seen the sign coming into my neighborhood. It's called Bear Assets. And it's literally right outside of my neighborhood, and they go to nothing. Oh, we were there right before we came here. <laughs> even though I hate strip clubs, we just hung out. We didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I, I was mean, just I, I, about to ask if there's food there. <laughs> I thought I thought it was like an investment place where you like share your assets and like whatever. And we walked in and we just stayed for a little bit. <laughs> no, it's, it's assets for bears. But yeah. no, no, no. Hello, look at us. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> right? No, I've been there a few uh, dozen times. No, um, I've been there a few times. I've lost a lot of money. I had one girl offer to give me a hand job in the back, and I thought I was being like, like there was like a plant. And somebody was going to come around the corner if I say yes. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're going to jail. I'm Absolutely. like, I don't. You thought you were going to be in a Robert Kraft situation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Minus the millions. Uh, but no, like, I don't, I don't need to pay for a hand job. So why would I risk it, right? I can just come home and she'll be like, all right, fine. I can just give myself a hand job. And it's usually better. <laughs> so. I get arrested for something. Let I me just stare myself. at your titties and I'll handle right, it myself. So, like, I didn't want to say anything, but I guess we're, we're here now. Hand, hand jobs. I get ridiculed a lot because, and I'm throwing this out on the internet, and mom, I'm sorry. Um, but uh, it's a good thing my mom's deaf. I, pref- <laughs> I prefer, I mean, it's not because I'll never get a hand job from her. <laughs> It'd be weird. I mean, well, never She's mind. She's probably really good with sign language, you know what I mean? <laughs> the dexterity. But. I get I get laughed at a lot. This happened. I was in Lake Lynn at Slammers, which which you know. Yeah. And we were discussing kind of similar topic, and I just said, and I've worked at restaurants, and we're filthy. I like hand jobs more than blow jobs. I prefer ah, them. You're one of those. I prefer them. <laughs> I always have. One of those fabled humans. And everyone is always like, looks at me like I just said the most fucked up shit. And I was like, it's just my, it's just my. I will, it's your preference. If that's what you like, then. Well, I just like the fucking it, like. Dude. You can be like tough. You can be like, there's like a an aspect of like grippiness that like I can like 
I, I mean, can you like, can oh. get your dick bit. I'm just saying. Yeah, but that's it's, it doesn't. It's, it's not, not as easy. I don't know. How do you guys feel? Are you pro hand job? Pro? I mean, I guess we're all we're both pro both. But like, <laughs> do you have a preference? What, a, what a hill to die on, I guess. Huh? I definitely prefer blowjob. Blowjob guy, Nathan. I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to make our podcast too sexual, but right now we're discussing hand jobs versus yeah. blowjobs. Call one 800 Could you imagine like Casey Kasem? Like, and tonight on the top 40, hand jobs or blowjobs? Keep your balls on the bed and keep shooting for the stars. <laughs> Give us a call for your long-distance handjob. I mean, no. Um, but yeah, it really just depends on the person, actually, for me. Because if I'm with somebody who I know is better at one than the other, which I 100% have dealt with that, uh, uh, yes. I mean, that makes sense. But That's I a mean, good I, perspective. I just, I'm, I mean, like, off-rip, I always prefer one or the other. I'm like, hey, now I have a really awful, funny handjob story. So, and I have a camera in front of me, so I'm going to use this for visual effects. I was with a young lady once, and I was like, she was like really aggressive. She's like, I kind of want to slap it. And I was like, you want to slap it? I was like, okay, go ahead. Like, go ahead. So when I say, you know, when you think slap a cock, what's the visual that comes to your head? Sideways. Like, I'm going to put this up here. Can you see it? Yeah, you can, I, I can for sure see it. You know, you're thinking like this, like, right? Yeah. It, does anyone think that's not a slap? Correct. In the grand scheme, that's correct. I feel like she did this. No. Oh, she whack a mold the absolute. <laughs> I don't think this is not as funny as like, like it hurt. <laughs> she. I just she, imagine you. <laughs> she, she grabbed in her tiny little hands. I was like, I'm gonna slap it. I'm gonna slap it. And went oh, just like that. God. It was fucking gone. It was. I started crying. And I was like, what? It's an innie. A slam? No, the whack-a-mole visual was yeah, perfect. I was like, that's a slam. Perfect. It was fucking... And she's like, should I go? I was like, no, just give me a second. Because men or are like that. would have been like, yes. Men are like that. You, need, like, to, you, you need to leave. traumatized my <laughs> penis. <laughs> but I'm like, I just, I just need a second. Let me catch my boot. Nah. I can do this. <gasps> that, oh, um, wipe the, that's a true fucking story. And I'm, I have been... And now you're married to her for how many years? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shannon. I know you're better than that. It was not her. No. How <laughs> dare you, sir? Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. <laughs> that was weird. Oh, well, I no, almost I... got really specific. Like, I was like, how... Shannon is the... And I'm like, wait a minute. She probably doesn't want you to talk about stuff like that. No, not without consent. Not till she's on. Not Yeah. They'll be on soon. Which we decided we are going to... One of our episodes will be with our wives, which will be very interesting. So... It'll be so, I'm, I'm excited. I was worried because I didn't think she'd want to, but like, Shannon is just so dry, but funny. Yeah. Like, in a way that, like, I don't think many people are, where I was like, I kind of wish she was a third, because she would keep us lunatics in check with just her right. comments. Right. Like, we were talking about this at the bar tonight, and I just, she's, I cannot wait. So, Nathan, mm-hmm. now that we're done with strippers and hand jobs, <laughs> uh, you got any, uh, Fun topics you want to discuss this evening before we start uh, interviewing my, my boy? Um, okay, so I saw last night um, Love and Thunder. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. You haven't seen it? But I'll still talk about it because I don't care about spoilers. I, yeah. don't, 
I don't, I don't give a fuck. I was, um, I went out on a date, and I know she's probably listening, uh, and we went to go see the movie at one of the, like, restaurant, like, restaurant movie theater things where you can, like, take a nap and eat and watch a movie at the same time. It was great. I got really comfy. I was very high. Um, and <laughs> I'm just sitting there like, this is incredible. <laughs> These cameos are incredible. Matt Damon's in it. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> he was in it. Um, and but no, it was it was a solid movie. I don't give a fuck much about, and this is where you and I will have some conflicts probably down the line. Um, but when it comes to those kinds of movies, I'm like, eh. eh. I think you underestimate me. Like I find those movies they're, they're for enjoyment. Yes. Like I'm not a purist. Okay. Like I'm I, definitely not a purist, I, especially knowing that they're not. Now, I'm going to get mm, put on my nerd glasses really quickly. If all of these movies were set in the 616 and they did the things that we're going to do with Thor, I'd be really upset. But they're their own universe, so that's their own Thor. Sure. It's, not, it's not the Thor that I grew up reading. Now, my only complaint is that I know that Hercules shows up and someone, an actor that I love apparently plays him. Yes, I about pissed because I love him. But my problem with that is that, like, the character of Thor, especially since Ragnarok, that's how Hercules is in the comics. Like, Thor in the comics is always more like, you know, serious and the old father and blah, 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 blah. Like, they've kind of turned him into what Hercules is. Like, naturally in the comics, Hercules is like the drunk, the womanizer, the guy that just gets caught up in events that, like, happen, kind of like Thor is now. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm wondering how they're going to do that eventually because I want to see that character portrayed as he should be, because he's even worse than Thor is in the last two movies. Mm-hmm. And I really want a, a buddy cop movie of both of them being the exact same way, but hating each other. Right. Well, the guy who's playing him... Okay, so spoiler alert, if you have not seen Love and Thunder and you don't want to know, it's fucking Brett Goldstein from Ted Lasso. Fuck! He is one of my absolute favorite parts. Did you watch Ted Lasso? Oh, yeah, I've watched Ted Lasso. Oh, too. my God. I, I have not... I didn't think I was going to like Ted Lasso because I I made the the had the preconceived notion of oh it's a sports based like soccer show I'm not gonna like it and so I got high one night and I watched a couple episodes and then I watched like seven more and they're hour long so it was my entire fucking day and I fell in love with that fucking show I have questions yeah so okay first of all you're are you not a sports guy at all no I mean uh, okay so I'm actually as I'm wearing my Tampa Bay Rays hat. Um, I went to a Rays game recently with my work, and I'm like, okay, baseball, not bad. I'll go to hockey games just to watch people beat the fuck out of each hockey other. Hockey is fucking sense. awesome. But, like, I, I grew up in a sports family, which was very interesting that my dad's firstborn son became a musical theater performer. Uh, my dad was a coach and, and, and still coaches to this day. Uh, every sport you can think of, my dad fucking does. And I don't do any of them. But... You know, like, I, I grew up around it, and I don't mind it. I just, I don't have any loyalties to any teams. I don't have any preferences on sports at all. I have more loyalties to, like, the best jazz musicians I listen to as opposed to any sports team anywhere. But, like, I'll wear a Tampa, Bay's Ray, Tampa Bay Rays hat if they're doing well or lightning or whatever. But. So, I'm going to say to start, fuck the race. Um, I know that's, that's controversial, especially coming from Tampa. So, I'm a Tampa fan for everything else because when... I was born. My dad moved here in like 1975. The Bucks started. So I'm a Bucks fan since birth. I was born here in 1984. 
we didn't like Tampa didn't have a basketball team, didn't have a baseball team, you know, whatever. We like the magic, but we've always been more like pro player than pro team. Yeah. In basketball. For baseball, my dad always hated the Yankees. He was born in Manhattan in nineteen sixty, but he moved to Puerto Rico when he was four. Uh, my brother got cancer and then he got flown from Puerto Rico to the Dana Farber Institute and he went to hundreds of games. When he died, we buried him in a Red Sox shirt. The Rays didn't exist pretty much. So like we became Red Sox fans. And as much as I would love to support the Rays, they're in the same division. So you can't do that. And if you can, sure. fuck you. So <laughs> I have to be anti-Tampa. I don't want to be because I'm a Bolts fan. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Rowdies fan, but Ooh, I'm Rowdies. I am super anti. Well, again, I can be a Rowdies fan because uh, the Orlando um, Magic, the Pride, the right. soccer team that goes with the Rowdies. Oh, um, yes, I don't know fucking anything. They did a lot of stuff for the Pulse situation, and all that. Sure. So the Orlando team is like my my number one team, but they're not in the same division as Tampa, so I can like both. Mm. But gotcha. I can't do that with the Rays and the Red Sox because they literally are in the same division, and I can't, and I won't. And, see, and anyone that does is evil. Like, that's that's where I lie when it comes to the loyalties thing. I don't have any emotional... Con- My dad loves the Raiders, so we have Raiders shit all over the house as a kid. We had... Uh, My dad was a Notre Dame fan, so we had Notre Dame shit all over the house. Uh, they live in um, Auburn, Alabama, so we have Auburn shit all over the house. So, like, they, they have emotional connections to the teams. I'm like, I, okay. Jorge... Are you a sports guy? Uh, I grew up in a sports family, but everybody's, you know, it's like we're all from Miami, so it's like Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, and I really tried to be, like, super diehard Miami Dolphins fan, but then I was like, y'all fucking suck every time. Like, you get there, and then nothing happens. (laughs) But then I became a Bucks fan, and then I started getting into hockey about two years ago with Atlas as something for me and him to do. And now I'm just like, fucking, I have to watch a lightning game. Who's Atlas? My son. Aw, shout out to Atlas. Now I have a question. Based on this, because we're all nerds. Are you one of those people that like, is like, because that's one thing I found out recently, especially like, we, this is a topic we can get into at a later date. But I found that nerds, because nerddom has become so popular, that we've kind of become the bullies. And it's a topic I want to talk about. Much later, hmm. but like, especially in different fandoms, like the shit that's happening, oh, yeah. like Star Wars, like you know what I mean, like the gatekeepering. It's fucking bullshit that I see all the time when it comes to fandoms is stupid. Uh, yeah. And it's one thing that drives me nuts because I've been a, I've, I have fucking nerd shit tattooed all over my body. No sports stuff, but I Same. also love sports. So when I'm hanging out with someone that like show uh, shows a similar interest, but they're like, Ugh, you like sports ball? I'm like, man, that's so fucking fucked, dude. Like, just let somebody like what they like. Exactly. Like, you fucking, you like fucking this anime or this, D, like, that you play D&D or you play Magic or you whatever. Like, I'm going to accept that and I'm not going to bully you for it. And as we go on, like, people are getting bullied less and less for liking that and more and more for, like, the shit that kids in 80s movies were being the bullies for. Like, ugh, you play hockey? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to yeah. go to the computer contest. You fucking yeah. idiot. <laughs> the like, fucking... it's so weird to me the way that that's shifted. We've created a shitty counterculture with all of that. It's like they're trying to be this whole 
you know, I used to get shit on for me being in school, and I fucking love Dan Brown and reading these books and all of that stuff, and now everybody's like, oh, my God, dude, this is fucking amazing, the symbology and sacred geometry and shit like that, and I'm like, fuck you, you didn't know none of that shit. <laughs> I was getting picked on for all of that shit, and now they're over here like, oh, you like fucking <laughs> hockey? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I like hockey. Fuck you for that, too. I can like whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, yeah there you, you like- go. Listen. You can like whatever you like. It's very simple. You can um, have whatever you like. You know, T.I., which, bro. I don't know if you have another topic, but there's a meme going around that I wanted to talk about. Do it. The she... So, I've seen a lot of she's a 10 butt memes. <laughs> the she's a 10 butt memes. And I had this discussion with somebody, and then one of my best friends, uh, Omar, shout out to Omar, he uh, posted the she's a 10 butt she likes an awkward thing that you might not think is cool, so she's an 11. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. There are so many dudes that are like a four. They're like, she's a 10, but she uh, she still likes Glee. Or she's a 10. She likes tarot cards. But, yeah, like she likes tarot cards. I'm like, what the fuck? So what? You're a four, bro. Yeah, be like, happy if, that you're near a 10. I'm like, if you're a six, I don't want to hear. If you're a four, I don't want to hear talk about anything. If Shut you're a up. solid three and a half and you're making bitchy comments about her liking tarot cards, fuck you. Now, I did get in a lot of trouble recently because I posted, he's a 10, but he idolizes the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, saw Jesus. that. <laughs> but I feel like that's accurate. Like, I feel like that's, like, incel 101. Like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but a lot of those dudes are, like, straight, like, you know, the, the typical Kyle bro kind of thing or whatever. So they're like, oh, they come to the tattoo shop all the time. What do you think they get? I want the ha, 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 ha. Or I want the fucking Joker smile on my fucking hand. Like, the same shit that you see all the time. So that's acceptable. I also think it's acceptable. I feel like we as men should not... Just leave women alone, especially right now with everything that's going on. Who the fuck are you? Unless you have a vasectomy, don't talk to a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm getting one. I I already made the fucking appointment. Dude, I have two kids. I'm done, dude. Yeah, I'm going to get one soon, too. Now, my only concern was that as an older man, I'm almost 40. I have. They don't take your actual dick, Brian. I get that, but like, my (laughs) shit just works very well. Like a strong breeze. If it ain't broke, uh, don't fix you it. Don't a strong breeze. <laughs> you don't want to mess with Makes your, me be uh... like, hello, I'm here. What am I doing? But what Which if they were like. really awkward when you work at a theme park. <laughs> There's no, like you're just like erect because you've been walking around. No reason. He's like, I need you to not be erect just, right now. It's just we're your body's sesame- happy that your blood is flowing to like, all of your we're appendages. We're Sesame Street. You're with two strangers' children and you're wearing hooshi shorts. Why are you, why, why, why are you like this? Because I can, Dad. Fuck off. It sucks at times. But I don't want to lose Did we just that. talk about you getting erections for a minute? I mean, we can. No, I just said did. I think we, we just, did. We just did. <laughs> we did. It, it happens. No, it, no, I, it in happens Sesame Street it with like, two strangers' kids. It'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just what I emphasize on all Well, that. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm like, you know, I take different parties or whatever, and I'm like, this is really awkward. And it's not them that's awkward. It's me. I'm like... Why am I, like, I'm standing in a line by myself, and for some reason, my dick's just, like, doing its own thing. There's nothing around me. Doing its own thing? There's nothing around me that's arousing me. It's just, like, I'm just going to be this way today. And I'm, like, I need you you to not. When you say doing its own thing, I don't think just an erection. I think it's, like, waving tube man, just, like, (laughs) flopping around. I mean, I don't know what kind of dick you got, but my dick be like that sometimes. (laughs) Okay, and, and speaking of penises, I have a question. Oh, shit. And you both can answer this, and maybe we can. This will be the segue to the interview. Did you just assume he had a penis? 
<laughs> Canceled, Brian. Canceled already. Um, so, okay. Have you guys ever taken one of those, like, dick pill things? I have. I have. It was interesting. I was about to say, you jumped right on I that. had to. Because, listen, there's like, a whole story behind like you're a why I had to. So, like, I had this whole thing with uh, one of my exes, and is I was having an issue where uh, I was um, really shut in and closed in and all that stuff, and I was trying to open up to sex, you know, my sex life and everything, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't fucking get hard, dude. Like, I was just having, I would get so fucking nervous all the time, and I'm like, you know, I'd get like, you know, half mass, and I'm like, come on, motherfucker. So I told my mentor this, and he was like, well, he's, by the way, he was like super big going into swingers clubs and all of that stuff. And he's like, let me talk to a guy. I'm going to get you something. Who's your mentor? Like this is, I mean, I guess we could talk about this in the interview portion. It was uh, Chris Seam. He owned um, Artistic. He's passed. But oh, it was a tattoo mentor. Tattoo I thought you mentor. meant like a yes. dick mentor. <laughs> yeah, he was my, di- he I- was also my dick mentor though. He's like, he, <laughs> <laughs> he I'm not going to lie. He introduced me into a lot in life. Um, and he was like, let me talk to somebody and I'll get you some dick pills. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I did the first time definitely did not happen. And I have this weird thing with like medicines where I have a super high tolerance. So then I was like, uh, another time I was like, fuck it. I'm taking three. Cause this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I did. And it worked, but <laughs> it worked. Three. <laughs> it worked for quite a while. You bring someone back to life with three. It was, it was nice. So. Before you answer, because you asked us a question, I will say, for the same reason I haven't gotten a vasectomy, like, if it's not broke, don't well, yeah. like, like, I like the idea of it because, oh, man, we're getting really specific, and I hate it, but, I mean, I have to, because the one thing I promised everyone is I'm only, always going to be honest, whether yep. my mom's listening or someone, you know, whatever. The one thing I don't like about myself sexually is that I have no control over, like, how long it's going to be a thing. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, oh, today it's 45 minutes. Oh, it was eight minutes. Oh, it was 20 minutes. Like, it's weird. Now, I have a really good refactory period. Like, if if someone's dedicated and we finish and I'm like, I'm not, I mean, if you're not done, I'm not done. Right. I'm down to go more. Right. That could work itself out. But just like off rip one time, it's completely random. And I hate it. Like, I, because you can't, it's hard to plan for intimate situations when you don't know, like, Am I gonna last uh, one jewel song, or am I gonna last two tool songs? You know what I mean? It's very difficult <laughs> to plan sex now. Oh, okay. man. That's but again, it's very easy for me to get aroused, so I don't want to fuck with that. So I don't want to take anything chemically. Mm-hmm. The same reason why I was kind of scared for the snip snip, but now I'm just like I have to. Yeah. As a man, I feel like in this day and age, I have to. Like it's, an, it's more of a, a responsible obligation Correct. and respect. When they ask you for your uh, vaccination card, they're going to ask you for your vasectomy card now, too, before you enter a bar or a club. I'm down. Now, how did dick pills? You. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's actually funny. I found one because I wasn't having too many. I was going through some, like, depressive episodes and, like, issues personally and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and just whatever. And it was you know, causing some trouble here and there. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try one. I'm going to go to a store. I'm going to, like, talk to somebody. And it was, like, one of the, like, sex shops. And I tried one, and it worked the first time. That's awesome. And I'm like, okay. So every once in a while, if I'm feeling, like, I don't ever really do it to, like, like, make it happen because I have problems. I do it to, like, make it more fun. 
if, that's, yeah. if that makes any sense. Well, I, mean, I feel now like you're you should. Talking me into it. And also, can I say that, like, there are a sect of people that are going to be like, this conversation's weird. But I like that there's three open men that really don't know each other that well. I've met you twice in person. This is the second time. I've met you twice in person. This is the second time. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just here talking about, like, real shit. Like, hey, can your dick get hard? Can you not get a... Well, that's... Yeah, that's pretty I cool. think that's what a lot of radio shows and podcasts really lack is realism. Yeah, I agree. Being 100% real. Because there exactly. may be somebody listening right now who's like, all right, because these fucking dudes tried it. I'm going to get a dick pill. <laughs> but, if you, <laughs> but if you do it and your dick explodes... I'm going to shoot it right into my penis. <laughs> my name is Casey Kasem, and that's... Uh, this episode is brought to you by Yellowhammer. You can get them at any Sunoco owned by anyone named Steve. So You really like the name Steve, huh? I, dude, I'm on a Steve kick today. <laughs> Steve from the bar nobody's, nobody's Jeff, but I mean, I'm on a Steve kick. You picked the whitest names ever. Now, What's next? What's next? Keith? Now, before we go into the interview... There is something I wanted to discuss. Okay. We're going to call it Noticia de Ultima Hora. That means... Oh, fuck. More Spanish. <laughs> it's current news. So, as a Puerto Rican man, I would be remiss to have a platform and not talk about what's going on. That's huge news in Puerto Rican culture. There are two events that happened recently that have kind of tested, like, our, people. our culture and our people. Yeah. Ricky Martin, an icon, a legend, one of the pillars of Puerto Rican culture has just been accused of an abusive and sexual relationship with a 21-year-old man who's not only just a 21-year-old, but his fucking nephew, which is disgusting. And also, it's been going on for apparently quite a bit. And I, as someone who calls out shitty people all the time, and luckily it tends to be people that aren't in my same... Uh, ecosystem like it tends to be shitty people that disagree with my viewpoints it's very difficult to see someone that's from where I'm from who's been a pillar of strength who was the first person to come out that was worldwide known and be like I am a gay man and lead parades and Hoist the flag for the LGBTQ community. He's been a pillar in our community. And now this. And it's it's disheartening. It's sad. It's tragic. And I'm not a conspiracy guy, but this is where the second part of the news is going to come in. Because this news just broke, like, literally over the weekend. And then, like, yesterday or the day before yesterday, one of the, you know, the other pillars, the queen of Puerto Rico, as some would say, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez eloped with Ben Affleck like in a secret shotgun wedding in Las Vegas and part of me was like wait a minute two Puerto Ricans of that stature in the news at the same time I was like did J-Lo do this to kind of like take some heat off of what's happening on the island because if so I feel it's really sad I really hope it's not and again all the stuff with Ricky Martin is alleged and I hope it's not true, but I'm always going to side with the victim when it comes to abuse. And I know you said you've heard about the news. You're a fellow Puerto Rican. I'd like to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, I think it's strange how it happened. Obviously, it's like one after the other. Um, I don't necessarily like to jump gun on a lot of things, but if 
as far as because it's an accusation, you're, I didn't really see the news thing. So is it an accusation or for sure he did it well, or it's whatever? Like, or is it it's, still it's, like it's going in, to court? Okay. Like and the nephew is with his brother, Ricky's brother, and they have a money. Like there's anger between the two. They've never really had a very good relationship. Good relationship. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's for money. It's for this. And I don't mean like we need to talk about the two things like together. Like my conspiracy is my conspiracy. Right. Like we can talk about them separately from one another. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on both. I have a problem things. with two sides of it. One is the um, like I, I, I don't agree necessarily where it should be like. I mean, I'm, I'm supportive of victims, but at the same time, I'm. Definitely more like I need to see evidence and all that stuff. Same thing with, you know, fucking religion and science and all that stuff. Um, so I don't like to do that because I feel like we have this uh, culture where they, like they said, you know, you're you're uh, innocent until proven guilty, but not necessarily when it comes to the fucking media. I you're mean, hung right then and there. I agree with that, but I, it's one of those things where, like, I don't when it comes to the sexual assault. Right, I understand Because, like, that. I feel like it's so difficult for the victims to come up and say something. I agree. And victims get pushed down, and they're afraid because of power, wealth, uh, you know, social standing, but there sexual has been the standing. Flip side like, as well, there can be so much where, like, I just when it comes to specifically sexual assault, male or female, I tend to lead. I tend to side with the person making the claims until, like, I'm not saying they're you know 100 percent right, right, but. I'm going to be like, yeah, I believe them until I'm proven otherwise. Nathan, how do you feel? With me, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's really much the same. And I hope and I, and I pray that these days, as people can see more acceptance when it comes to coming out against those kinds of folks who are sexually abusing you, like, come out and say something. I know it's hard. And some people don't want to do it because maybe they feel like they're going to be in danger or it's family and they don't want to fuck something up or yeah. for any other reason. I don't think you know, people should hide when they've been sexually abused. But I know how hard it can be at not being in that position before, but it's tough to come out and say. I will typically, like you, like you said, I will support them, and I, I always want to see evidence either way because at the, same, at the same time, I've known people that have used it as an excuse to litigate against somebody. Right, that's what I'm saying. See, my thing is that, like, my biggest problem with wanting to be, like, pro-Ricky it's just that I know that the right is going to weaponize it because he is an openly gay brown man that's been leading parades. And it's just like, see, see, this is what they want. They want to be able to fuck kids. They want to be able to do this. And it's like, <laughs> no, Ricky, por qué? Oh, like, I expect more from you. And I know that you can't speak in regards to, like, the cultural impact because, sure. you know. But you know who Ricky Martin is. You know who Jennifer Lopez are. Like, I yes. mean... It's huge news, and we don't have a lot. I mean, the pillars, in my opinion, are Ricky Martin, Jennifer Lopez, Marc Anthony, because he's the king of Puerto Rico, in my opinion, and Luma Miranda kind of, like, snuck in there because white people love him. Jesus Christ. But, I mean, I mean, am I wrong? Bad bunny. Is he not one of the most famous Puerto Ricans on the planet? Hamilton, yeah. Into the High. Are you not a Luminova Miranda fan? I, I've never seen any of his work, to be honest. No, I like the idea of the guy. I think he does great work, and, you know, I enjoy his shows, and I enjoyed Hamilton quite a bit. I didn't, I wasn't a huge In the Heights fan, not because I'm not a fan of that culture. I love that culture. I just didn't like that show. Um, but, like, I don't know. I, when people start getting too terribly mainstream, they jump from Broadway to big movies, and I know we had other topics, but we are... Like, 
already almost against time. Oh, we got to interview him then. So we got to do the interview. But we'll talk, I think, about our opinions on some of like the Broadway to the movies and all that sort of stuff on future episodes. But yeah, I have lots of very strong opinions about that. <laughs> all right, so Jorge, you're here. Yes. We're here. And one thing we want is like, it doesn't have to just necessarily be an interview. Like, you've been talking the entire time. I like hey, Brian, that. Brian, take the mic off the stand. Just hold it. It's because you are a conversational guy. There you go. So, much better. I feel like I'm a Sabado Gigante right now. Bienvenidos a Sabado. So, all right. In you're a white a, man's third You're bedroom. a TikToker, you're a tattoo artist. How long have you been tattooing? Uh, 10 or 11 years, one of them. Where did you start? Uh, Winter Haven, Artistic Inc., which is where Christine was, my mentor. Your dick mentor. Yes, my dick mentor. Well, he was a dick, too, so, yeah. So, what drew you into tattooing? Uh, I've always been doing art forever. Um, when I was in Puerto Rico, though, that was the first time I went into a tattoo shop. Fucking shady as fuck, too. When did you move to? Because you're not you're not a Puerto Rican native, just like I am. Like I was born here, but I, was I moved born to Puerto in Orlando. Rico. You were born yeah. in Orlando. How old were you when you were in Puerto Rico? Uh, I think we were. I was 14, 13 or fourteen, one of those. And we were supposed to go for summer, not to live. How was that going to your homeland? Like, you know, whatever, like, whatever My that means to anyone. Like, <laughs> My jammy. Like, the homeland uh, for the first time. And did you speak Spanish when you went there? I did not speak Spanish. My mom's deaf, so she didn't like. She didn't. Teach, I mean, she couldn't really fucking teach us. Even though I was living in Miami, I could have had the opportunity to learn, but I didn't. So how were you treated, to be honest? Because I know how I was. I was always considered, even though my parents are both Puerto Rican, I lived there for a year when I was like seven to six. But when I came back at 14, I knew my accent was off, mm-hmm. even though I spoke fluent Spanish. Mm-hmm. And like, I did not, I got no respect. Everyone called me American. American. Everybody called me Angulo. Angulo. Uh, which is, you know, I feel like, I felt like, damn. Anglo-Saxon. Yeah. So uh, when I first went over there, I was in a bilingual school, and I had gotten all the other Angolos together because we were getting fucking picked on and jumped and all of that shit. So I started just getting, you know, I had friends from Chicago, Pennsylvania, all that stuff that were in the school. We started hanging out, and it just became like this big-ass fucking group that was like, you know, if you fuck with one of us, you're going to fuck around with everybody, which is, I feel like, that's what ended up going into that whole other aspect of, like, the kind of gang shit and, you know, the other stuff that happened afterwards, the drug dealing and shit. I mean, do you want to, is that something you want to get into, or is that something, you know, you don't want to Yeah, I don't care. So, okay, so you moved to Puerto Rico, not speaking Spanish. You feel ostracized by your people, which I felt that as well. By everybody, really. You got a group together of, like, you know, bilingual people that, like, went to the school. And then you said you started dealing drugs? Yeah, it started off slow. I mean, it was, like, fucking Xanax and shit like that. It was just like, well, you just make extra money. Because, you know, you go to Puerto Rico, you get out of school for lunch. You know, you can get lunch for three bucks. Well, if you ain't got no three dollars because your family's broke, you're going to make that three bucks. Well, you can sell a couple Xannies. And then, boom, you got three fucking dollars for lunch. That's how it started. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that in Puerto Rico, uh, especially in high school, you get, like, no one's really, like, watching you for lunch. (laughs) Not at all. For lunch, you can, like, leave. And also the... If your teacher's sick, you can fucking leave. The ages are different. Oh, Um, my God. Middle school, there's, like, no middle school, really. It's, like, 7, 8, 9 are a school, and then 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And um, I went to one of the worst schools in Puerto Rico, like, Abre Mistral. Uh, in Puerto Nuevo, and my science teacher had a heart attack the first day of school, and they could not replace him. 
So I had first period off my entire. So you taught grade. the class. I, <laughs> I had first grade off the entire tenth, uh, my tenth grade year. Yeah. We also didn't have a principal. So yeah, we had a period where we didn't have a fucking principal, and they had the acting principal or whatever, and then that switched out. But like, there's so many times where they're like, "Well, why would you skip school so much?" And I'm like, "Well, you have." Two periods with no teacher, and everybody wants to go to the beach. You go to the fucking beach. You know what I mean? Like, why would you not go to the beach in Puerto Rico? And you're not riding, like, a school bus. You're riding the metro bus. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, <laughs> there was way too easy to skip school and sell drugs. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was literally the gateway to doing it. Kind of. And then, at the same time, like, you have to, um, I don't know, you have to make a name for yourself. Because, like, especially when I went to La Sariera and I was in Carolina. It's like everybody wants to fucking try you. So that prison mentality that everybody talks about where they're like, you know, find the biggest man, knock him out and all that shit, that's real shit. And I remember my first day of school over there, that's what I did. I was looking for somebody, and I heard somebody call my name out, and I'm like, who the fuck is calling? And he said George. He didn't say Jorge. So I hear, hey, George. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I go, and it's this dude that got kicked out two years before me. And uh, he goes, he freaking, he goes into his backpack, opens up his backpack, gives me a gun, puts it in mine, and he's like, all right, you're chilling with me now. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is what we're doing. So it's fucking wild. So I know we're definitely going to have you on again, and I know we're tight on time. So let's... I mean, we technically make our own time. We're not on <laughs> terrestrial radio. <laughs> but, well, like, to... we want to keep the show between, like, an hour, hour and 20. So Where are we at right now? Uh, we are at 53. Oh, well, fuck me. We got plenty of time to talk. Keep I thought we were like an hour and a half, and he's like, motherfuckers, get out. <laughs> so, I, I, and I feel bad, though, because I feel like Nathan doesn't really, like, we experienced it. Yeah. And I don't want to ostracize Nathan. because yeah, we were ostracized. We don't want to ostracize you. But I also kind of want I Nathan. Was, I was just ostracized for being fat. <laughs> That's about the, the struggle I had. Dude, I was chubby, and I was fucking an English-speaking person. All I was not. <laughs> I was not chubby in high school. I was ripped to shit. I, fucking I grew up wish. in the Virgin Islands. All I I've never thing. seen my abs in my life. Okay, I fucking wish. Okay, I, ha- I don't have abs. I have like I have a one pack. Yeah, and it's a keg. Yeah, exactly. And more people have fun with a keg than they do with a six pack. Hundred percent. True. Anyway, so how long were you in that drug life in Puerto Rico? Uh, probably for a good two or three years. How long actually, did you live there total? By the way, Just uh, I think it was. Four years, if I'm not so mistaken. you moved there, you did that for a year, you sold drugs for like two, three years, and you got the fuck out. Yeah. I had stopped because I ended up getting a fucking really bad Xanax problem myself. And that's uh, why I won't your own fuck supply, around. Baby? That's the thing is, it was, I was getting high on other people's supply, and then I got tired of buying their shit, so I got my own supply, and then that went into other shit like weed and all the other stuff, you know what I mean? It started off with little footballs, and then it went into... Guns and weed and all the other shit. See, what year was this? Or what years? Um, we moved to Puerto Rico June 13th, 2000. Oh, yeah. That was, I, was, I was off the island already. So I want to say it's got to be 2001, 2002 and shit. Yeah, because when I think, like, Xanax, like, that, medic, that was coming into the island. But it wasn't, like, weed was huge. Weed's always been, yeah. Cocaine, obviously huge. And, like, with me, I, I hung out with some, I mean... People that my, my my mom and dad probably wouldn't like me hanging out with. I went to one of the worst schools in Puerto Rico, but they were good dudes. Now, did you ever find um, that your Americanness helped you out in certain situations? Because for me, it did one hundred percent. 
And if you have any stories like that, you can tell one, and I'll tell mine right <laughs> afterwards. All right. Uh, my first time smoking crippy. I was like, it was late as fuck, too. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and we went to the gancha, or, you know, the La Piscina. We're hanging out, and we're smoking and shit, and um, I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. And uh, the guy that I was smoking with, he looks out, and he fucking, he's, like, bugging. He's, like, getting super paranoid. And then I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I don't know, whatever. He thought he saw his uncle. His uncle's the cop that I told you about that was getting paid off. So well, you told me about it, but fill everybody else in. His uncle lives down the street, and he's uh, a cop of Puerto Rico. We were talking about uh, a lot of Puerto Rican cops are um, corrupt, and they get paid off by drug dealers and all of that stuff. I feel like all cops are corrupt, but that's just between me Heard and that. the wall. But in Puerto Rico, it is a it's, commonly it's known drastically thing. worse. Like they fucking kidnap you, or they'll like they'll drive you up in the mountains, beat your ass, and make you walk home because you ran away with a fucking nickel sack. But again. This is mostly if you're Puerto Rican and live on the island. Yeah, like, this isn't against just some random tourists. They treat tourists like kings on the island. Like, that's why I got away with a lot of stuff, because I was bilingual. That's what this. That's so, where this yeah, comes into play. Finish your story. So he looks down over here on the left and thinks he sees his uncle, and I look over to the right, and I'm like, that's a fucking cop. He thinks he sees his uncle, who's a cop. I see an actual cop cop, and he runs, and I'm like, fuck, that is it. I had two knives on me. I had um, my right pocket was a whole bunch of dime bags. And my What's left rule number one, though? You don't, you don't run from cops. I wasn't running. He fucking well, did. Well, no, man, you're saying your boy should have known that. Yeah, I told him. Well, he thought it was his uncle in his, uh, his regular car, his civilian car, whatever. But I saw an actual cop car with the fucking searchlight on. And I'm like, you, you dumb motherfucker. So um, I got all this weed. I, dude, when they, when they fucking went up, and I was like, oh, that's why they call it creepy. Because that bitch creeps up on your ass. <laughs> I was high as fuck. And these cops are like, you know how they are in Puerto Rico. It's not like over here. They're in fucking full-on like camo and AR and all that shit. And he goes, hold it, man. I got all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. So the dude is <laughs> translating all this shit. And he's talking and stuff like that. And I keep on looking at him. And I'm like. I don't, I don't know what you want me to do. What, what do you got? What? I, and I'm just going like this. He's like, why the fuck is his hands up? And I'm like, because I don't know what the fuck y'all want me to do. And uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. Pretty much, exactly. So um, the guy comes over, and he speaks a little bit of English. And he's like, uh, do you know him? And I'm like, yeah, I know him. And he's like, do you not speak Spanish? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't speak Spanish. Why do you not speak Spanish? I speak Spanish. I'm like, fuck, man. It's going to be one of these. He pats me down, and he gets my knives, and he takes my knives, and he fucking goes right past those big-ass bags of weed, and is like, all right, y'all two need to go. I was like, holy fucking shit. So in Puerto Rico, there's a curfew for people under the age of 18, and um, I was hanging around with some gangbangers. I, guess, I mean, I'm saying that for, like... The non-Hispanics, we don't say gangbanger, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amigo, we were just downtown, like we're in El Condado. And uh, it's like one in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm 16. And it's me and two other friends and the cops show up. And there's a curfew. We're not supposed to be on the streets. I feel bad because like I'll have anyone's back in like in a fight or anything like that. <laughs> but like as, not against the cops. Soon as yeah, fuck that, dude. <laughs> I don't fuck around, man. Especially not in Puerto Rico. Nope. As soon as the cops showed up and they were like, hey, 
What are you doing? It's like, excuse in me, a, I'm well, sorry, I'm it, not supposed in to be a, here. In, 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 in Espanol, they're like, you know, they're like, hey, what are you doing out here in the night? I was like, hey, um, what's going on, guys? What are, what, is there a problem, officer? Oh, hello, <laughs> officer. Uh, <laughs> and my friends look at me like, this motherfucker. I'm just out looking at the stars tonight. I was like, oh, are they bright? I met these two native boys. They seem very <laughs> sweet. We're two having, guys from the Isla, right? That's how you say it? We're just having a stroll. And they're like, hey, um, I'm like, are you from here? I was like, I, I don't understand what you're saying, officer. I'm just saying. They're like, hey, you, go ahead, go, 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 go. And I'm like, I'm like, all right. And I start walking away. And I turn around. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, to my friends, I'm like, because they were drug dealers. I was just hanging out. And I knew that if I spoke English, I could get out of it. And I was just like, I'm just not going to deal with this because my, my dad's going to beat my ass if he knows that I'm out here. And then Well, the cop's going to beat your ass too, so. They took my, one of my boy's drugs, and then he lived like two miles from the house. They took his shoes. They made him run home. And the streets are like covered in glass, like sediment. Like he's like, when he gets to us, I'm telling the story to friends in our neighborhood. And I was like, oh, my God, it was fucking crazy. The cops showed up. They were trying to sell drugs. I didn't even know, so I was just like, I, I don't speak Spanish. I left, and um, he pulls up, and he like we give him water. And he's like, my fucking feet are bleeding. Whoop whoop whoop. The cops they let him go, follow him the entire way. They were like, get back in this car. They grabbed him and they took him off and they took him to jail and he got arrested. That fucking sucks. The fact yeah, that he it, still ended up getting arrested. Like they did it for funsies. So you left Puerto Rico, <sighs> you came to Florida. Yeah. You were mentored in Winter Haven. Now you are where? I'm in Lakeland at Black Swan Tattoo, and I travel uh, and do guest spots and stuff like that, too. So, uh, Does uh, Corey Craft still own Black Swan? Yes. Nice. Shout out to Corey Craft. Um, I have family members who have been tattooed at Black Swan. Black Swan is kind of a legendary tattoo uh, place in Lakeland. But let me ask you a question. Um, Nathan, recently, you just started getting into tattoos, no? I did. I just got my first one for my, for my birthday. Who did it? Um... They, it is a uh, tattoo place in Auburn, Alabama, called Sugar Skulls, and they did a great job. She she was amazing. She actually frequents the Orlando area as a huge Halloween Horror Nights fan. So I like I was with a nerd. I was oh, yeah. getting my Harry Potter tattoo with an actual nerd, and no, she did great. I gave her my idea. She exactly replicated it, and it was it was good. That's awesome, and it looks great. Thanks. You gotta show your tattoo off, baby. We'll yeah. put it. We'll post pictures on the on the website or on the Facebook on the page. Any any place. But I actually just met with um, uh, Caitlin, who we may have on the show at some point here soon, and uh, she's gonna finish this arm. But what, the cool thing is, like with me, like Jorge, I've seen your stuff. Mm-hmm. I want one with you too. Like I want to get a lot of different artists to work. Yeah, with an me actual collection. And have a, yeah, a cool collection because like. I have this weird thing where I have a really hard time picking favorites of anything, right? right? So, like, I don't ever, like, say, this is my one guy or this is my one girl and I never go to any... Because that's that just restricts myself from the potential to have... I agree 100%. Lots of different options. Yeah. I will... App, and it gives me more of a, of, of a way to help my friends and, like, spend more money in lots of other places... It was funny, I was talking to somebody recently when I was asking for uh, tattoo recommendations, and I met with someone, and they're like, yeah, my friend could tattoo you. And I'm like, that's great. And I said, basically what I just said there, that I'm trying to get a bunch of different art from different artists, and she goes, oh, he's not going to like that. Oh, yeah, there's, that's an old school mentality, though. There's a lot of tattooers who are like, you're mine. Like, well, when he posted online for tattoo recommendations in the area, Caitlin is a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. 
and she's very close to him, and they got together. And I did it based on, uh, I've seen her artwork. She also tattooed a friend of mine, Ness. I've seen a lot of her tattoos on my friends. And I was like, I feel like they would vibe really well. And you guys met, and yeah, it went we well. Up, yeah, we met up earlier, uh, actually a couple days ago. Uh, no, fuck, yesterday. Yeah. Hello. Like, and uh, I know that. I just didn't want to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, we booked it for the 30th, and she's going to finish most of my arm and add, like, some dragons and some fucking spells flying. She said she wants, like, little people flying around on brooms. I'm like, yes! That's sick. So, this... my nerd fucking collection. I mean, the reason I asked you was kind of segueing into the interview is when your friends have someone that's not someone that's super into tattoos and they're like, hey, I'm in this area. Uh, I need a recommendation for a tattoo artist. Why should I or some of your friends be like, you got to go see Jorge, in your opinion? Why, what the, what it, makes you and your shop different? Like, why send you, why send someone to you instead of, like, a hundred different shops that were all near or whatever? You know what I mean? I think mine's more for uh, attention to detail. Well, for one, like, I know it comes off with a lot of people where they're like, you kind of have a, a fuck you mentality and all of that stuff. But I've been this way forever. And I'm like, I don't need to tattoo everybody but I vibe super hard with the people that I do tattoo with. So, like, there's one thing that stuck with me a while ago where we were talking about tattooing being one of the... Uh, the it was this guy who's... He's a tattoo artist, but he has a master's degree in shamanism. And he was talking about tattooing being, like, one of the last forms of shamanism. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, think about it. We play with your blood force, your life force. We have to take in all of your traumas and everything that you're going through. We have your energies that you're going through, so there's energy exchange... We have to take your idea, create art, put it on your body permanently. We, you know, we can't fuck that up, obviously. So there's like so many elements to it. And I have a lot of people that I've been tattooing for years that like through addictions, through uh, abuse that they've had, through all of their life changes, like it's been an entire transformation, not just a tattoo transformation, but seeing them as a fucking person change and them just being like, dude, I remember... I met you and you didn't judge me about shit. You fucking listened to me. You took my ideas on, but at the same time, you weren't scared to be like, that's fucking stupid. Like, you should try this and it'll look a lot better because if you're coming to me for art, I want you to see what's going to be, what's going to be the most effective on your body. You have all of your ideas, but you want an art, you're coming to an artist to put art on your body, right? So it's like going to a fucking place and if you want something painted, the person who's going to paint, they, they're just going to know a little bit more, but you have to be able to take in their, their ideas too, their energies. So for me, it's just, if you want the fucking detail and all of that stuff, then that would be it. But again, I don't need to tattoo everybody. I feel like there's a person for everybody, you know? So you don't view, like, you don't view it, like, necessarily as, like, a, another gig, another job, another, like... No. You literally want to get someone, see them vibe with them, yeah, and then take their idea and make it the best that you can do, not just like, hey, uh, I want to see Bass ripping out of the American flag, right. carrying a rifle in his mouth. <laughs> I mean, I'll do that all night long. That sounds fucking cool as shit to tattoo. <laughs> as long as I can no. put hell yeah, brother, over top, actually, I'm good. I have a question for you. Has there ever been one that's come in and you're like, fuck no? Um, I think it's... Few and far between. Because I'm kind of one of the... I like extremes. Sure. You know? So, like, I've even had somebody who is, like... Um, 
they were they were talking about when I first got to one of the shops and they were like talking about this guy they turned away for a swastika, and I was like, I'd fucking tattoo it, and they're like, why? And I was like, because I'm fucking brown. If that dude gets a fucking swastika from a brown dude, like how hip that feels like that's hip hypocritical, whatever. Like you're shitting on him. Yeah, I'm shitting on him, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this dirty brown dude just fucking tattooed you, motherfucker. <laughs> fuck you, so you piece of shit. You're a fucking hypocrite. It's and then when I see him out in the street with his white brothers, I can be like, guess what? This island Mexican tattooed him. You know what I mean? Like, fuck y'all. It makes sense. Like, it's funny. I actually, as I was getting my tattoo, because it was my first one, I was nervous. It was like, fuck, whatever. I was in a little bit of pain. And I, and I was just asking the tattoo artist questions, kind of like I was interviewing her. Mm-hmm. And I even said, so have you turned anything away? And now, I mind you, I'm in Alabama getting a tattoo. Right. Yeah. So she's like, I've had to turn away some stuff. I won't do, like, white power or I won't do, like, Nazi stuff. She goes, but what I won't also do is cover-ups. She won't right. cover up a Nazi tattoo or a KKK tattoo. She's like, I yeah, want live them with to it. live with it. Yeah, live with it. I understand that 100%. Fucking... I saw a guy that got a, a cover-up of a, the Stars and Bars. Um, oh, but he got the, flag. the Blue Lives the Blue Lives Matter flag. You gotta do the pat pat pat. And I was like, it's the same picture. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I think I saw that. That's that's yeah. I feel like your mentality on tattooing is my mentality with dating. Like I only date white women because of the same. Like I'm like fuck you, colonizer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my, exactly. Mona's fucking white. You know, <laughs> just over here like it's my it's, it's the perfect fuck you. I get to fucking make cream pies and a white chick. <laughs> <laughs> that got aggressive. Whoa. That got real aggressive. Jeez. That's his wife. That's his wife, by the way. She loves zero. it, and I he love her to death. So whatever. I don't wants. care. That went from zero to one hundred real fast. <laughs> Make that very clear. If anything, it's gonna turn her on, and she'll probably just be like, "I heard what you said." I feel smeal. My wife Bop-y. was listening through the walls, and she's probably turned on too. So, um, okay. So on the opposite side of that, what's like a piece that you've done, and you're like, "This is." My piece de resistance. This is my fucking best one ever. Uh, so when I was a chef, I was a fusion chef. As a tattooer, um, I, like I remember when I first started, I was like, I'm going to be a badass Japanese, black and gray, blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking like doing it that much. Um, I ended up developing into doing like neo-traditional, and then I did geometric. I got into sacred geometry really hard. My nerd thing, like I said, is Dan Brown and fucking symbology and all of that stuff. So when I get to mix sacred geometry and neo-traditional elements together, that's my shit, which I've done with, like, uh, I have, like, flash pieces from L from Eleven from Stranger Things, and there's geometric backgrounds. Uh, my baddest one to me, baddest isn't good, obviously, you know, for all the white people out there, uh, <laughs> is this really dope thigh piece that was a sacred geometry piece, and it's, like, Metatron's cube starts on the ass, and then it goes all the way down, and it has, like, the Genesis theory, uh, the Y blocks, which is, like, the, the pretty much the, the foundation of building blocks for uh, quantum physics, uh, the flower of life pattern. It has, like, everything. Damn. This is hot. <laughs> do you have these on your Instagram? Uh, yeah. Or your TikTok? I do. All right. And you've already said that. We'll, we'll go over it at the end again. Now, I know you are recently got into one of my favorite animes, Naruto. Naruto. And you're trying to finish it. And I notice your TikTok, uh-huh. a lot of, like, your work and your flash work is starting to be, like, that passion of, like, watching Naruto, 
wanting a tattoo, Naruto stuff. Yeah. Like, is that something that just recently started? Have you always been like that? Where like I've done a lot of anime tattoos. I've, but, okay, so here's the thing. I've, all, I've done a lot of anime tattoos because I've always been really good at color. But then I got into the fucking anime. So that's why I have such an attachment with Naruto right now because the tattoos, I'm finally doing them, but I've seen the fucking thing. Whereas before, I was like, I'll bang that shit out. It's going to be dope. But I don't really have an attachment to it. And like the Jiraiya piece that I did, I was like, oh my God, he fucking died. And he's amazing. And all this shit. But it's I have an emotional attachment to it. So I feel like I'm going to do it so much better because of that. Well, I mean, it seems that way. Just the way you speak of like your favorite piece is Sacred Geometry, which is something you got into. Right. Your Jiraiya piece is your favorite piece, which is something you got into. Right. So it's like everything else. Like when you're into it like and somebody really wants it, it's like a perfect melding of like, this is a job, but at the same time, my job can be really fucking dope. Exactly, which is, I have, like, it's my emotional attachments as well. When people come to me and they're like, I want this, there's a lot of times when they're going through some really fucked up shit that's, like, tearing them up. And we always have this thing where it's like, you know, they'll be like, it's not a coincidence that I met you or that I came into your shop or whatever. And um, when they do come in, I hear them. I can fucking feel that shit off of them immediately. But I hear their ideas, and I sit on it for a while, and then I make this piece come together, and then I'm like, oh, shit. I didn't even realize that there's, like, there's three of this, and this is what three means in numerology, and, you know, this could be for your transformation phase, and this can represent the pain that you went through or whatever. And when they hear that, for them, and they have the tattoo, they're just like, holy fuck, dude, what did you just do on me that's fucking insane i love you i'm gonna fucking come over here forever now with that said i know that there are jobs that are therapy jobs like mm-hmm. and they're not therapy jobs but they are tattoo artists mm-hmm. bartender, bartenders strippers salons yeah. i mean the list goes on and on personal trainers have you ever had a moment where someone was a regular that thought you were closer than you actually were like, you were like, oh, that's my oh, boy. Oh, they, like, overstepped the boundary. That's my booty. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Man, I feel like... Because I have a rule. To an extent, I feel a lot of people do that. I have, a, I have a rule. For me, it's like, if they've not been to my house, or I've been to their house, mm-hmm. then we ain't friends. Like, this is a strictly financial... Like, I will bartend for you. I'll make you drinks. I'll hang out with you. Like, I'll make you feel loved. I will mm-hmm. take care of you. But we're not friends. I'm trying to get your money. Right. Now, if we've hung out outside of the transactional part of the relationship, that's when I'm kind of like, okay, now we're entering like friendship because you're at my house and we're drinking or we're out and we're drinking. Like, well, do you I've, feel done the same way? The, I've done that with a lot of dude. If you come to get tattooed by me and I'm vibing with you, we all, I don't know why we always talk about food that ends up happening just from being a chef. I'll be like, yo, let's get lunch. You know what I mean? And I know there's so many fucking people that are super closed about their energies, and I get that, and I understand it. Um, and for some people, it's important because, you know, if you can't protect yourself and your energies, then you're, you can't do what I do. But I'm like, fucking, you've never had ramen, and you got an anime tattoo? We're getting fucking ramen. Like, what the fuck? You, you also know? make so, some of the best ramen I've ever seen online. I do love making fucking ramen. <laughs> so that's, that's, yeah, like, so... What, give me an example of someone overstepping. Um, you don't have, I've to, had to have I've had to have people removed. Like, I've had it to where, like, 
So if, if, you know, obviously when the kids aren't there or whatever, if I'm like, all right, well, we're going to have like a, a, a house party after party after like slams or whatever. If the I'm slammers fucking, to the bar in Lake, then that we go to and drink at. Yeah. If, yeah, it's the, it's the dirty bar, <laughs> but it's an amazing bar. Um, if I invite you to come out and hang out and stuff like that, don't fucking sit there. Like if I'm open to talking about tattooing, that's one thing. But if I've had a long day at work and shit like that, I don't want to fucking hear about it all over again. And I'm I'm generous and nice, so I'm like, hey, you know, I'm tattoo. I'm I'm trying to drink and chill and hang out. I don't want to talk about it right now. And I've had people that are like, yeah, I know you don't do this, but, and I'm like, yeah, but I really don't want to talk about. It. I know you don't do this, but, and I'm just like, dude, get the fuck out, like fuck off. I don't I don't deal with the, like I get it, you're trashed, whatever, and all of that stuff. But if you're a fucking nurse, I'm not gonna be like, yo, there's something on my asshole. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the fuck, dude? It's Leave work at work. Exactly. Nathan, do you have any questions? Um, I think I got mine out of the... Okay, what's... I think my last question, because we are actually up against time now. Um, where is the weirdest place you've done something on somebody? And, part B, what was it? Uh, the weirdest two, I would say... I definitely had a, a lady who just got divorced and all of that stuff, and she wanted the Rolling Stone lips above her pussy. Okay. And she was a walk-in, so that was very interesting. <laughs> you didn't even get to mentally prepare yeah, for Yeah, I did not. She was just like, uh, so, like, I just really want lick this above my pussy. Now, was the it Rolling Stone lips. nice? The vagina? Yeah. Uh, she's a divorcee. I I don't know. I don't, she <laughs> I've was, met plenty of pretty. He's pretty a professional. Divorces. He doesn't look at it that way when it's work. That's uh, pretty much how it, she tried to like lower the pants a little bit more, and I was like, she. That's the thing, though. So here's the thing that I where the fu- women definitely do also fuck around with dudes when it comes to that kind of weird shit, right? I think dudes are just more like you know fucking whatever it is, blah blah blah, and, and dip dip set. And she definitely was one of those, like, I'm gonna pu- I can pull my pants down more. And I'm like, I don't fucking need you to. I'm tattooing above <laughs> your fucking pussy, I feel not like, on your pussy. I feel like statistically there are probably more female anus and vagina tattoos than there are men there are, penis yeah. tattoos. There are. Okay. Like, I have to, I have to think are. that that's a thing. Okay, so that was one of two. What was the other? Oh, these two brothers came in. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and they wanted... The, the hand over the eye thing or whatever saying saw dude and then on the other side was see ya dude and we had to tattoo it was me and a guy that I work with um, Phil Snyder which is I believe his Instagram is Phil Snyder Tattoos shout out to Phil um, he, and so we were like well, yeah whatever we'll do it you know they were walk-ins and stuff and they both wanted them on their ass cheeks and their reasoning was <laughs> when when we pull them and we're fucking, it's like, saw, dude. But when we pull our pants back up and we're leaving, it's like, see ya, dude. Which was one of the dumbest fucking things I ever heard. That's really fucking dumb. I mean, <laughs> if they wanted it, you know, it's the Hippocratic Oath. Just do it. Oh, them. here's another thing, though. If you're going to fucking do that, take a goddamn shower. Like, oh, no. holy oh, yeah. hell. So Phil got the stinky boy. This oh, boy. dude... <laughs> Phil goes so did you going he straight up he goes did you like cause I could smell it where I was at oh, and he yeah. goes so did you like just come straight over here or did you take a shower he's like no we just came from the gym I'm like really dude <laughs> I got I got a tattoo on my arm and took two showers yeah <laughs> Phil goes I can smell <laughs> it's, oh, that's, that's horrible hilarious. 
So right. yeah. That's... All right. Well, before we leave and before we say our like goodbyes, let's give a shout out to Jorge Rivera at Black Swan Tattoo. Black Swan. And one more time, give me your social medias. My Instagram and TikTok. Everything should be at Jorge Rivera Tattoo. Jorge J O R G E R Rivera R I V E R A. Yep. Tattoo T A T T O O, not T A T O O. Nathan, your turn. Um, you can. Oh, hello. There I am. You can follow me at. Burley Nathan at B-U-R-L-Y-N-A-T-H-A-N. Basically anywhere. TikTok, Instagram. And uh, follow the Fat Boys podcast. It's just Fat Boys podcast at, uh, on like Instagram. Is it P-H-A-T or F-A-T? Uh, P-H-A-T. Okay, there we Pretty go. Pretty hot and theatrical. Yeah. Pretty hot and theatrical. I like yes. that one. That's what we were going for. I'm Brian Alvear. You can find me as green, like the color, lantern, like the fucking device people use in olden times to light stuff up. Did you just mansplain a lantern? <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you got to, bro. Yeah. I get la- <laughs> I get lamb turned a lot, like a lamb that turned around. What the fuck? And then B is in Brian. But my favorite thing is always saying, like, why are you Green Lantern B? And it's half-baked. It's, my name's Brian, but I was like, because I'm Green Lantern B. <laughs> I'm Green Lantern B. Oh, shit. Green Lantern B. I never fucking realized that. That makes more okay. sense now. That's dope. <laughs> it worked both ways. So you want to know a funny story? Half-baked? That was uh, Jim Brewer, right? Correct. My mom was his hairstylist for like 10 years. That's Dang. awesome. But I look back, I'm like, his hair was always a fucking mess. <laughs> I'm like, so was my mother. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye, everybody. See you next time. Have a good night. <laughs>